You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Well, howdy, folks. Thanks for hanging out with us on our podcast about ties. Yeah. Yeah, you, you <laughs> led with that way too early, I Justin. Know, I know. I just wanted to get it out. I'm pretty, there, I'm pretty I, sure some people just stopped. Yep. That's okay. That's I mean, the I, level of podcasting you're getting. Today. I guess uh, they had to click on the title. Yeah. So they knew it. They, they knew. knew it. There had to be some puns and dad jokes that would come, come from this topic. But, uh, you know, you're here. So I, I do appreciate you guys being here. And I appreciate you on the other half of the table, Brian. Thanks for uh, for joining this conversation. Yeah, I uh, I thank you for putting in some research on this topic that is very, very mundane. Yeah, it, it is, but funny enough, of all of our mundane episodes, this might be the most exciting. I I, I think it's well gonna, maybe I don't know your history. I but think it's going to have some hot takes. It, it just may. knowing your style. It may, and I'm excited for that. I think that's why I, I, I think this one will be a little bit less mundane. But as, as uh, you know, if this may be, if, if you have not tuned into any of our other podcasts, uh, maybe you first got into one of our guest episodes. Uh, we were lucky enough to have uh, a friend and expert, Tony, on last week. Uh, to talk about Magic the Gathering. Yeah, great episode. Uh, great, great episode. Highly recommend it if you haven't. But maybe you did check that out, and now you're like, hey, are these guys any good for anything other than Magic the Gathering? Um, <laughs> we're going to follow it right We're going to fall right off a cliff with ties. But no. Oh, uh, I was going to say follow it up. Oh, follow it up. We're yeah. not going to fall off a okay. cliff. Well, but no, I, I think um, you know we have this weekly podcast. We talk about random stuff every single week. And, um, you know, we, we have a rotation. We try to throw in some different things. We'll do some pop culture. We'll do um, some music and actors and, you know, obscure sports and all sorts of randomness. And uh, food. We, food, food, food. Can't forget about food. One of our favorites. But uh, but yeah, but we do have what we call a mundane episode, which is this. Uh, but mundane episodes typically actually have a lot of relevance to to a lot of people. And so we, you know, we'll we'll make the most out of this. I think, I think, sure. <laughs> well, uh, before we get into the topic at hand, Brian, I want to know, and I know a little bit. Yeah, you've been away. I've been away. So I want to hear. I I, I do want to say this. We've talked about this probably on the podcast before, but you ever walk into a room with someone and you want to ask them and say, how are things going or talk to them? And then you don't because you want to wait for the podcast. Yeah. Does that happen to you listeners? <laughs> because that just happened to, to me right now. I was like, I just want to ask you all about your trip, but um, I, I wanted to wait for the listeners. Yeah. So too. I went to the Island of Hawaii mm-hmm. as, as I've done a few times since we started this podcast. Yes, yeah. Uh, Frequent visitor. And well, I guess I've only gone to the actual island of Hawaii once since this well, started. Well, you've gone to Hawaii, Hawaii a couple times. Yeah. And, you know, seven days there, just enjoyed the heck out of it, loved, you know, the weather. It was actually a little rainy when we first got there. Okay. But the next six days were sunny and 80 every day, and uh, you can't beat the weather in Hawaii. Yeah. I also have to say you cannot beat the food in Hawaii. I love mm. Hawaiian food. Yeah. And not even just Hawaiian food. Like, the, I mean, Kona Brewing, 
Their mm. beer is so good. Their beer and and their pizza, their pizza, they use the yeast from the beer, and it yeah. is amazing. <laughs> uh, I just love it I'm so salivating much. Salivating so. a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I could go on and on. I could probably do a, my own podcast on living in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, we could do a Hawaii. Ooh, we could do a Hawaiian podcast. We go to Hawaii, Ooh, and we do location. a recording on location. I'm in. Um, yeah, I may, I may be in, Sold. too. So. Well, cool. That's that's exciting. What about you? What have you been doing? Um, so, well, a couple things. So, one, uh, I I've mentioned this before. I've, I uh, enjoy the game of poker. Yeah. Uh, so I played this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, we had nine people at the table. Wow. So it was a lar- pretty large table. And I don't know if I was the big winner, but I was a winner. Okay. I uh, walked. We it was forty dollars buy-ins, and I walked away with like one hundred and ten bucks. Wow. So I was pretty happy with that. Okay. Uh, and the back half of that story, uh, and a follow-up to our last podcast, I decided to spend some of those mini- winnings on Magic cards. No, you didn't. I did. I almost texted you about it, but then I decided, well, I'll just tell them on the podcast. So I uh, I went to Target. I grabbed like five packs, and then I um, – Hopefully – uh, and and I don't know. Maybe we didn't really discuss this, but it is like buying magic cards at a big box store. Is that like a no no? Well, I don't think it's necessarily recommended. Yeah. But I just was in Target. I saw them. I was like, let mm. me just look. And I'm like, all right. I kind of want to, kind of want to open up a pack and just see what I get. Yeah. Um. So I got you know a couple of the packs, and I got a um a bigger kind of um a planeswalker pack, which has a little bit extra in it, and uh. I did that. What mana? Uh, it was Forest. Oh. Was that oh. one? Decided to create a deck based off of the cards I got in there. <laughs> created a, we didn't go over this, but a Bant deck, which is a style. I think he was talking, or Tony was talking about like Simic or something like that, which is like water or island and forest. And uh, Bant is island, forest, and plains. Okay. So I'm creating a three, you know, I don't know, three mana set. But yeah, so even maybe worse than that. So I decided I did went to Target, grabbed a couple of packs. I think the joy of opening the packs was really fun. I hadn't done that in a long time, um, you know, since maybe Pokemon cards back in the day. So yeah. I did that, and then I I was just like I spent that night like going through and yeah, like yeah. building a deck, yeah. and then I was like I'm missing some things. Like I need more mana here, and I need more of this or, or better card here, and so. Yesterday, I decided to go <laughs> to the local card shop, oh. uh, which is a little bit more authentic. And I have to say, you know, the community around Magic is unique, but also really cool. Like, I went in there. I talked to the, the guy at the store. He was super helpful. And, like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I told him about the podcast. But <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to build this out. And this is what I think. And so he recommended a couple of things, but then even better, uh, I told him, I was like, well, you know, I'm, I think I'm doing, I'm going to do this, but I don't have like enough mana cards to, to do this. Like I'm just starting. I don't have any cards really. And, uh, a guy was standing next to me. He's like, you don't have any, Oh, just hold on for a second. He's like, let me go out to my car. So he went out to his car and like five minutes later, he came back. He gave me three decks, three packs of, they were all mana cards. So I could have like all the different versions. And then two of them had, like a uh, a forest, like pretty powerful. I felt like card tied to it. Maybe it's not that powerful, but it felt powerful. 
And he's just like, here you go. I was like, wow, that was really nice of you. Like, I mean, I've heard of the stores maybe giving – Tony talked about that, maybe yeah. giving away some free cards. And the guy next to me was like, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'll, I have no problem giving you cards to get you started. And I was like, this is – so I shook his hand so and said, thank played. you. Have you played? Uh, I haven't played yet. But another uh, text Tony final thing. So recording this to- to- Tony, he, he said that he might play. Um, so I'm intrigued. And then uh, I found out – uh, two friends. Um, one of us, one of them is a, a, a husband of a coworker of mine that uh, plays. Wow. Um, so I'm uh, I'm intrigued to start playing. Even I, I know I'm going to suck, but I, I'm building my deck. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some Thai news. Not to be mistaken with Thai, the food, Thailand yes. food, but no. the the necktie news. What yes. you got, Dustin? All right. Well, mine is uh, you know, it's it's Thai news. It's it's a little obscure. I I I'm sure I know the answer to my first question, but are you familiar with Big Bang the band? No. Are you familiar with G Dragon? No. Okay, I wasn't either, um, but I did learn some things. So. Uh, apparently, this G Dragon uh, made an appearance at the Nike Fashion Show, and uh, his name is Quan Ji Yong. I hopefully I didn't butcher that, um, but he's also known as a stage name as as G Dragon, and he's a South Korean singer, songwriter, rapper, re- record producer, entrepreneur, and fashion icon, and he's often dubbed as the king of K-pop. We talked about K-pop a yep. little bit in our boy band episode. You know, he's pretty big in that K-pop world. Well, during this time, the reason why, you know, ties into ties into our Thai news <laughs> is uh, he was wearing a, so he was wearing a gray checkered suit with a black and white shoelace tie. It's, like an actual shoelace? So his necktie, I looked at the pictures, it's basically thick white and black shoelaces that were interwoven with each other to make like this weird it was a weird looking tie but it was a tie you know and he wore that as kind of a fashion statement so mm. a lot of people were going crazy about it but also at the same time he's worked with Nike on some collabs on some shoes and all of that and so because it was a Nike fashion show the it, it kind of felt authentic and unique to for him to wear a tie that had shoelaces yeah. as the creation of it. So I thought that was kind of a neat, you know, we'll get into, you know, the different ties and how many ways you could tie it and all that, but um, this is this is one type that is, seems to be brand new. Hmm. All right. Well, my news comes out of South Brunswick, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Yeah. And uh, this happened last week. A man who grabbed a, a police officer by his tie <laughs> and dragged him while fleeing a traffic oh, stop geez. was sentenced to 11 years in jail. Holy crap. Yeah. So the, the actual traffic stop happened back in uh, June, I believe, of of 2018. Yeah, June of 2018. Uh, but the sentencing just happened. So Alan Fratello Jr., uh, he's a 48-year-old from South Brunswick, he received an extended term of 11 years due to his criminal previous cr- criminal convictions yeah. so it wasn't just because sure. of this traffic stop yeah but i mean to me my initial reaction was as a, a police officer to have to wear a tie one i don't rem- i don't really guess 
realize that many of them actually do wear ties but two that seems dangerous well yeah i'm I'm trying to like picture of a police officer in a full uniform i don't know if all of them do i think a lot of the modern uniforms don't have don't have the tie or maybe no you know some of them are a little bit more formal yeah i take that back i think a lot of them do wear the tie yeah looking just looking through which Not all of them but but a lot of them do i'm honestly a little surprised that it was an actual tie and not a clip-on tie so it didn't just kind of yeah that's actually come off kind of surprising because from a safety perspective that is pretty dangerous to have that around your neck and somebody to just be able to yank it and i mean almost strangle you essentially yeah yeah, that's fair. It's tightening the I tie. Mean, I guess it, it it doesn't happen all that often where they're probably concerned with it. But if, you know, things like this, I'm sure allow them, like, I'm sure that department is probably like, well, maybe we don't need the tie anymore. Or at least do the clip on because that would be a little bit more uh, safer for the job. But uh, interesting. Yeah. So did he, do you know, did he, was he in his car and he just grabbed the tie when he pulled when he came over yep. and just drove. Drove off. Yes. Wow. Yes. So wow. He was that is intense. The police officer was drugged for, uh, I don't think it said a, a distance, but um, a good little ways. Like the police officer had to run with the car. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't get fully dr- drug, eventually able to get his handle loose of the tie. So, Holy crap. Huh. I'm yep. just picturing this. This could be like a movie. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, interesting interesting news from you. What, do you want to uh, – well, actually, you know what? Let's not do it. Let's let's uh, let's not bury the lead, or maybe we already have. We already kind of buried the lead. Okay. Well, we kind of buried it. I mean, we it. talked about it a little bit that, yeah. that I think there's going to be a little controversy yeah. over some hot takes. Sure. But uh, in terms of where we stand on the tie. Yes. Well, uh, why don't you start? I, right. I am a very uh, traditional tie wearer. Okay. So I, I'm a, a necktie guy. Okay. Uh, I don't own any bow ties. Okay. I don't wear ties very often. Okay. How many times a year do you wear a tie? Four. Any, any form. four. Probably four to five. Okay. And and I'm also not the type of person that will wear a tie without a like sport coat or mm. a suit jacket on. Yeah. I, I don't go with the dress shirt and tie look. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not into that look. I if I go with the dress shirt by itself it's it's a little unbuttoned and yeah. no tie. Okay. Interesting. That's a yeah, it's a good point too. Uh, so for me uh, just a little bit of background. So I, I have always appreciated the look of the tie uh, in its many forms. Uh, you know, I when I was in, uh, you know, back in Philadelphia, I was a little bit more of a I wouldn't say a corporate atmosphere, but I definitely, you know, I, I was young in my career. I wanted to to show you know a little bit better. So I wore a tie um, almost every day to work. And then, and I, you know, when I, I used back in the day, I used to work at a bank and I would do a tie every day, but, uh, transitioning to, uh, my current job. And I tried to bring that a little bit, uh, the, the tie, 
uh, feel, even if it was just one week, one day a week. And I got, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest is a little bit more casual in yep. its dress code. Yep. So as, you know, for me being someone who was trying to wear a tie, uh, I was trying, I was a little bit counterculture. And so I got a little bit of pushback, but... You know, so I, I didn't do that. I stopped. A year later, I decided to uh, get into bow ties, and and this is where you know my uniqueness, I guess, comes in. Uh, I decided to wear a bow tie every Tuesday, and so it became Bow Tie Tuesday (BTT). And I got a couple of coworkers into it. We would, you know, there was probably anywhere between four to ten people that would wear a bow tie on yep. a given given day, and yeah, and then that kind of died off and now i wear ties you know i probably wear a tie you know you said four times a year i would say i'm closer to maybe 20 times a year oh really um i you know i'll go to the occasional gala Mm -hmm. or you know i'll dress up for certain occasions and um you know if if it makes sense i'm not going to dress up if it doesn't make sense but i do like the look of a tie and uh, to your point I never really realized it before, but I very much like the look with the jacket. When you take off the jacket, it's just not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my background. All right, well, uh, let's uh, jump into dropping knowledge. As we normally do, I'm the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy, so we're going to start with some Thai history. What? <laughs> so in the 17th century, during the 30-year war in France... This is where the tie kind of was first introduced or, or what we kind of know as a tie. So King Louis VIII, he hired Croatian uh, mercenaries and they wore a piece of cloth around their neck as part of their uniform. So this actually served a purpose uh, that would tie the top of their jackets together. But the decorative look was something that King Louis actually really was fond of. Uh, so he actually made this decorative tie or decorative cloth mandatory for royal gatherings. And this was named the La Cravate to honor the uh, Croatian oh, okay. soldiers. Yeah. And uh, the the name came from the difference between the Croatian word for Croats, uh, or uh, I'm going to butcher this, but Her- Hervati. Hervati. H-R-V-A-T-I. Oh. Those letters don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the French word, uh, Croats. The garment gained the name Cravat. Okay. Yep. In 1962, the Battle of Stenkirk. Wow. Wait, 1962? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, we jumped real far ahead in, yes. in history. Yes. Uh, that would be... 1692. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Yeah, 1692, the the Battle of Stenkirk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this in the 70s now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, princes of this battle, they hurried to dress for battle, and they wound their cravat, cravats around their necks and twisted the ends of the fabric together and passed the twisted ends through their jacket buttonholes. And this style was revert, referred to the Stenkirks. Okay. Never heard that before until no, I did but the I've, research. Well, but I've heard of the, the cravat um, style. Yeah. 
so that's and I can I can picture it and and it actually aligns well with a lot of the older styles. Yeah, sometime in the late eighteenth century, cravats had gone away and and made an appearance again, um, and this can be attributed to the young man called the Macaronis, which is also <laughs> mentioned in the uh, song Yankee Doodle. Oh, yeah, interesting. So these were young Englishmen who returned from Europe and brought with them the new ideas of fashion from Italy. And and noodles. Well, sure. <laughs> In 1818, the publication of the Neck uh, Clothi- Clothiana? Clothiania? Yep. Like mm-hmm. Britannica, but yep. like Clothianica. But with like cloth? Yes. Okay. It it was a style manual that contained illustrated instructions on how to tie 14 different cravats. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then we move forward to October of 1886 and Pierre Lorelard. Yep. You just love me to say that. I love it. It's great. Yeah. It makes me happy. They designed a new style of formal wear and um, he wore it to a formal ball held at the Tuxedo Club. Mm. And this was ni- named after the family's estate uh, in Tuxedo Park, uh, an area outside of New York City. Lorillard's tuxedo became the instant hit uh, among the wealthy fashion enthusiasts. And the tuxedo and the black bow tie look, which became known as black tie, black tie attire, quickly out moted the uh, antiquate, antiquated tailcoat and white bow tie as the primary formal outfit of men. Yeah. There's a lot packed into that. Um, you know, even just how the tuxedo in general was named after the town, yep. which then led to this style, which then, the, in essence, the style of bow ties and tuxedos and all of that came out of it. That's would have never... I, I, you never think about things like that, and so that's pretty cool to know. Yeah, uh, and so we ha- in all of this we have like you have bow ties, neckties, yeah. cravats, um, ascots, all of these different types of things like neckwear. Yeah, and you know, so there's a lot of stuff going on. There really wasn't a whole lot of history on the bow tie, which I found kind of interesting okay so i couldn't really figure out how that differentiated a whole lot from the necktie um it it did kind of seem like they kind of evolved at at kind of similar rates yeah but in in the late 19th century uh cravats were still being used but uh began to be tied in a fashion called the four in hand knot okay and i'd never heard of that before i might have to go try it at some point i've never done it but i have there was a time when uh you know i was very interested in the different types of tie knots and and tying different things and i do remember that's a pretty prominent one yeah. uh just i don't remember how it's done yeah the the modern day tie emerged in uh the 20th century uh so in the 1910s we saw the decline of the formal cravat and ascots as men's fashion became a little bit more casual casual 19 19- uh, 26, New York tie maker Jesse Langsdorf uh, invented a new way of cutting fabric which allowed the tie to spring back into the, its original shape after it was worn, mm. uh, which really helped with kind of the modernization of the yeah. tie that we kind of know. 
1928, the clip-on tie was invented. <laughs> okay. So it, it's been around for a while. Yeah. In the 1930s, neckties became wider, uh, and they often displayed an Art Deco pattern to yep. kind of showcase that. Yeah. Uh, and and you you see throughout this history, and I didn't really break it down by you know uh, decade, but it's interesting how t- ties have you know gotten wider and then narrower and then wider and then narrower and then yeah. wider and then it's just kind of this evolution yep. of of the necktie. Yeah, it's uh, you know it, this kind of goes back even to the history of this. The this is a fashion item. Like at the end of the day, it is a fashion item and it is driven by people wanting to look differently or cooler or stylish or whatever that is. And so one, just my, my one train of thought is, you know, this, this, where this started, it kind of, anything could be a fashion thing, right? Like a boat, this tie turned into what we see today and now is a, a part of our culture. Like and anything else could be that even right now and in, 30 years some weird thing that we never thought was a thing could be a fashion which is really cool but then on the other side you know how it evolves over time i mean the fact that this guy you know wore a shoelace tie and the news is picking up on mm-hmm. that because it's interesting and different and you know um you can kind of express yourself to it but but there's no real reason to have a tie right like there's yeah. no i mean it's just like it's an item of clothing that isn't necessary but as a society, we've made it necessary at times, or at least um, it's a you know accepted at times. Yeah, but, yeah. So in the forties, nineteen forties, the ties were worn shorter, and they commonly used the Windsor knot that the Duke of Windsor obviously invented. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the nineteen fifties, uh, the skinny tie emerged to complement the more form-fitting and tailored clothes of the time. What year was this? Nineteen fifties. Fifties. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And obviously, again, it made a return, you know, I think towards the 70s and 80s yeah. and then kind of went away. And now I think it's kind of coming back in uh, in the 1960s. We saw the ties widen to up to six inches wide. Yes. Yeah. There's some weird styles, um, you know, throughout history. But but especially was it this was it 60s or 70s? 60s. Yeah. The 60s. I remember seeing some photos of that just like really wide angle yeah the, ki- the kipper tie oh is that what it's called yeah yeah interesting yeah and then a kind of fun fact in 1971 the bolo tie yes became no uh known as arizona's official state neckwear yeah i i actually came across that in my research i'm glad you brought it up because it's really cool that well one why is there an official state <laughs> i don't know does every state have that no um but but it does fit their culture, right? Like yeah. it's that, you know, I forget what it's called. It's almost like a belt buckle for your neck. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah. And and maybe, I mean, if you had to put belt buckle, I feel like that would fall in Texas. So they're like, well, we want, you know, something unique to us. Yeah. So we're going to have our. Yeah. Huh. And then the last fun fact that I have is that in the. In 1990, when Regis Philbin started to host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, he started wearing a pretty iconic look. So it was a black tie with a black shirt and a a black sport coat or tuxedo or whatever you want to call it. 
and there was a lot of things, uh, a lot of uh, stories that I saw that kind of did some research on it, and people actually started to mimic that look um, with a dark dress shirt and a a shiny tie of that same color. Oh, okay. Because of Regis Philbin being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's unique style, I guess. Yeah. All right, so I think it's time for some much uh, anticipated stats. Sure. Uh, Stats on ties. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So every year, Americans spend approximately one billion to purchase one million ties. Uh, And in 2008, you know, taking it back a little bit, uh, U.S. sales or U.S. tie sales had dropped. To six. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we back that up? Yeah. Okay. So w- they spend a billion dollars mm-hmm. on a million ties. Yes. So that equates to everybody's averaging about a hundred dollars a tie. Hmm. Right. That adds up in my head to be that a hundred dollars a tie seems expensive. Yeah. But a typical tie is, I think, that we maybe buy. Is around maybe fifty bucks. I feel like ties aren't cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. I mean, I don't know. Uh, this this quick internet search says you can get ties from a hundred bucks, but plenty of ties cost a hundred and fifty bucks. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think if you get like a, a an actual like good tie, not like a I've, I got it at Target tie. I think most of them are. I don't get my to, ties at Target. Well, I'm I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of ties can be kind of expensive, and then then you have the averages that get pulled up from you know really expensive ties. But yeah, I don't know. I can check my sources on that. But uh, but yeah. So in terms of the the market in general, so the U.S. Uh, tie sales dropped to uh, 677 million in 2008. From an industry high of 1.3 billion in 1995, so there was a, a pretty significant, you know, almost half the amount of people. Well, you could at least money spent uh, on ties dropped pretty much in half between the years in a 13-year period. I'm not really sure why that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, style is a, you know we talked about that in the history. Style is something that always you know. If it becomes out of fashion, then or most of them come out of fashion, then you're not going to really have a lot of sales from that. I think I remember reading something that because of the the kind of more casual workplace environments yep. is a yeah. pretty big factor there. That's a big deal uh, too, and um, you know. But now, like I think now, why you see the one billion ish, you know, every year, that um, I I really think that ties are finding their place it's not as you traditionally see as in like i'm dressing up but it's more almost like a casual tie look that is a little bit more common now um you know you can wear kind of a loose sports jacket with like a light tie and you know call it a day but um so 11 percent of men with full or part-time positions said that they wore a necktie every day in 2015 wow um that uh, that actually was like a small increase from the years prior, so th- there's a little bit more coming through. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. Every day is is as it reads every day, um, so that's seven days a week. That seems like a 
why? Because then there's... I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I associate I guess, wearing I a tie I thinking, with like special occasions and work. I was thinking every day is work, but yeah. every day at work rather than at home as well. Or yeah. Your weekends. Yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I pulled it in from, from uh, full week, but... Um, but yeah, so sixty six percent said that they never wore one to uh, to work. Okay, so actually, yeah, this is the same study. So it is work. It's it's five days a week. Yeah, wearing a tie. Um, but yeah, sixty six percent said that they have never worn a tie to work. This is as of the most recent study, which was two thousand fifteen. I don't think I've ever worn a tie to work. You've never worn a tie to work. Not even for like a special occasion. Uh, at um, work? not at work. I think the it, it, it may have been a work function at yeah. a different event or a different okay. place. Yep, but not at work. Hmm. I am not in that sixty-six. Yeah, you got your BTT. Yeah, so BTTTT um, research by mathematicians in Sweden show that there's actually. 177,147 possible ways to tie a tie. Uh, there's a new formula that uh, originally the, the the number was 85 <laughs> by someone in like Stanford like back in the 90s or something like that. And so this uh, new formula bumps up the number of possible winding moves from 8 to 11 and allows for multiple tucks and tying with the thin end of the tie. So you got to think there are multiple types of ties and then each one of them exponentiates, you know, with how many tucks you can do. Yeah, but how many actually look good? Oh, well, probably 10. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But there are ways. They they actually did this study um, or at least started this study back after The Matrix, the movie came out. And so I don't know if you saw you did you see the Matrix? Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah, all right. Whew. I landed on that pop culture reference with you. Yeah, but I d- don't remember ties. So the some of the styles of the suits had yeah. these like kind of almost backwards looking ties. Uh, you might be able to find it if you look it up. But yeah, so that that was one where like oh you know we never really thought it was, it became popular in the two thousands. You know people started wearing ties a little bit like that. And so they decided to do this study, and 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 their result was about 177,000 ways that you can tie it. So anyway, so in relation to other ties, as we talk about the bow tie, 1% of men know how to tie a bow tie. Not shocking. I'm pretty happy with that number because that means I'm in the 1%. It's a lot of I've helped. Actually, I think the last time was uh, my wedding. I was helping the guys tie bow ties, my brother-in-law and um, some of my uh, friends to teach them how to tie a bow tie. But yeah, not many people know how to do it. I don't know if I've ever handled a bow tie. Yeah. I think you could rock a bow tie. I don't I don't know. I think the bow tie looks really good with a suit. By itself, it, with tall people, I, even though I did it, like <laughs> I, it wasn't like the best. Yeah. Um, I I would definitely have to, especially a three piece YouTube 
the yeah. tie. Well, that's tie, how I taught tie. myself. Yes, it, it took me I a mean, while. I, I had to. I have. I sometimes still have to do that. Yeah, I think I've gotten it Wait, down. Wait, the real tie? Oh yeah. You gotta remember I mean, how to tie a tie. Well, like I don't do it that often. Four times a I year. I guess four times a year. Like I and like <laughs> I'm very specific. We'll get into this in the friendship test, but I'm very specific which which tie, which type of tie knot I like. Mm. Okay. I like a very t- specific type. Okay. So. I I remember now how to do it. Yeah. Okay. But like for a long time, probably yeah. the first. I mean, it makes yeah. Five years after college. Yeah. Uh, the two or three times a year I had to tie a tie. I had to look on YouTube <laughs> how to tie a tie. I it, it does make sense if you don't do it, then you lose that skill to a, to a degree. I mean, I'm I'm not the only one. I mean, I I can only imagine. Let's see how many YouTube views this has. Forty million youtube views how to tie a tie. how to tie a tie quick and easy yeah yeah it's uh you know you and all those high schoolers um, <laughs> <laughs> learning how to tie um well in relation to the bow ties so 78 percent of all bow ties produced are pre-tied compared to 22 percent being a self-tie style. So this kind of goes hand in hand with that 1%. Even if you wear a bow tie, yeah. a lot of people are wearing that, you know, already pre-tied kind of style. Yeah. I have both and um mine, you know, we'll get into this a little bit, but um you know, I I those are purchases based off of style and so if I like the style of the bow tie, then I'm open to getting a pre-tied one, but um do you when you buy a untied one yes is it tied when you when you see it um hmm. no because like no uh, they're not doesn't doesn't a bow tie a non-bow tied bow tie yeah uh, the shape changes a little bit right yeah i mean i don't know what you mean by shape changes but typically they're like they're thin, obviously, around the neck, and then they have the the bow part, and then yeah. But I mean, you can't necessarily. It kind of gets a little bit more ruffle to it, right? Or or layer to it. Yes, when you tie the bow tie, there's there's two. It looks like two layers. Yeah. So one of them will be two ends on the one side, and the other one will be the loop. But in essence, it looks like it's like two layers. In, right. You know, if you draw, do a traditional Yeah, but one. you don't see those two layers when you're buying the bow tie. So you kind of have well, to. Well, you pre- do when you get it. A lot of them often, like it's the same thing though. Most most styles are the same design on both. So for instance, uh, I have a, what I call my ugly sweater bow tie. And it is a bunch of cats wearing Christmas hats. Um, it's a totally ridiculous tie, but I enjoy wearing it around Christmas time. That one has, you know, a bunch of cats on it, mm-hmm. and it's the same on both sides of it, and you know, as you throughout the entire bow tie. So when you tie it, it doesn't really matter. You know, you may want to face the the cats right side up, but other than that, there really isn't. Oh no, I'm I'm more talking like just the layering perspective of how how does it look with. Kind of, if you say two layers, right? Like yeah. you, you're not necessarily seeing that how that first layer and second layer interact and look. 
Yes, for the most part. But again, a lot of them are usually layered over top of each other. So it's almost the same thing. So it's like folded in half. So I'm, I'm, I know the, the listeners can't see what my hands are doing, but it's essentially the long, thin piece. And then both bows are kind of like this. Yeah. And so it almost like if you just look at it like that, it's almost like looking at it, the layers without the middle tie on it. Yeah. It's hard to describe without. I should have just brought in some bow ties just to just because. Yeah. It's it tying a bow tie. I would say, you know, is more challenging than tying a traditional tie, but it's not super complicated. Well, it depends on what uh, type of knot you yes, do. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, from yeah, uh, for me, it's a little bit more challenging. But, but yeah. So, and then roughly forty-one percent of bow tie sales are black, sixteen percent gray, eleven percent blue, and then um, the remaining percent is kind of a mix of a, a bunch of different colors. Pink actually was in the top five, which I thought was interesting. Cats. Um, but yeah, cat cats is, uh, probably in that other category, yeah. but yeah. So outside of that though, uh, f- we were just talking about this. So 15,000 men learn how to tie a tie every day in the U S Brian. So, um, you're not doing it every day, but no, I'm not you know, doing it a couple day. times no. a year, maybe four times a year. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not anymore. You're, you're back on pace. Okay. So then, and then my last two kind of fun stats, the, Sasquatch necktie is valued at a $220,000 and is the most expensive tie in the world. The necktie is made of pure silk and fashioned from 150 grams of gold and 271 diamonds, hence that crazy price. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I saw some people wearing it. It looks ugly. Uh, I don't know why anyone like. There's a certain level where it's like it's not fashion; it's just like gaudy and gr- like I don't know. But I I bet that there's someone that could top that price. Like if you just put more diamonds on it, just make a diamond necklace or a diamond uh, bow tie. Also heard randomly, I didn't put it in here. You can buy a bulletproof tie, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. I guess that might be helpful for cops. You know, maybe there's your added benefit of having secret a tie. agents. Secret agent, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a perfect Secret service. Maybe not perfect shot, but like you're only really blocking like 5% or 10% of your chest with a tie. Well, I mean, if you have if you have a Kevlar vest underneath it, maybe. Sure. It's helping that yeah. pest. Yeah, that's true. Um and then my last uh note was that 110 silk worms are needed to make one silk tie. Hmm. We talked about silk in the sock episode, um, I think. I, I remember we talked about it a little bit. But um, silkworms are really weird to me. I don't want to get into details about it, but it's just, like, weird that there's clothing made out of, like, the little stuff that comes out of worms, and then we make large pieces of clothing from it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's not weird. feels weird to me. I mean, we've been making animal hides so yes and i understand that but like worms are these small little guys and we're taking that and make i don't know it's just as weird to me it doesn't feel like worms should be making that but yeah anyway that's all all i got all right well time for a a nice little friendship test we just become best friends yep all right brian uh 
let me know how many uh, how many ties do you have? You wear so it four times a year. I counted. I counted last night. Okay. I actually felt like I had had an excessive amount of ties. Oh, I have twenty. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. For for the amount of times times that I actually wear ties, yeah. to have twenty, I thought was a little extreme. There is a lot of ties that I have never worn. Okay. Now, are they ties that are new that you've never worn, or ties that they are you've inherited? New. Or okay, they are most of the most of the ties that I have not worn are new. They might have been gifts from people, but even not that many of them were gifts from people. It, overall, I don't know. I I sometimes will buy a tie. Like if I see a tie I like, I will buy it, and sometimes i just need the right opportunity to wear that tie interesting yeah this is this is honestly it's very interesting to me i as someone who wears ties a decent amount uh i very rarely buy ties i have for me i have i think i counted i think i counted 21 on my tie rack yeah. Um, of of traditional ties. Oh, it, yeah. So, what's your breakdown of? So it's it's like twenty one traditional ties that oh, I've neckties. Acu- neckties, yes. I, yeah, that makes sense. That I've accumulated over a long period of time. I do need to get rid of some of them because I've had them since you know early high school and yeah. they're just not in great shape. Yeah. But I have a problem with hoarding clothes sometimes for a little bit too long. But uh, I will not go and buy a t- necktie. I will probably get one a year in a christmas gift or something like that and i'll add that to my collection but but i really don't go like if i see a tie i'm like oh cool like i don't i don't need that i have 21 ties in my my closet now as you were referring to i have i I didn't count this so i'm going off a little bit of memory but i think i have 15 bow ties between 15 and 20 wow yeah and that i of that category i've probably purchased you know, the cat tie was one that I purchased, but uh, probably five of those. Um, you know, I started with wearing some of them. Again, with the pre-tied ones, it was easy. You know, you start with a black one. You get have that to your collection. And then, you know, once you, you go through two to three years of wearing bow ties every single week, you know, you get one or two bow ties every single year at least for Christmas. So I didn't really have to. And I, I have some bow ties that I maybe have worn once because I'm just not gung-ho about them and I think one of my I love my my cat bow tie I literally only wear it once or twice a year but then um, like some other ties that are more themed like I just I don't like the themed ties Uh, I'm more like I need something I can wear well well, yeah I'll hold on to them just in case I want to use it but but really I'm using like I would prefer you know something with a design or whatever on it um, but yeah, so I probably in some I'm I probably would say I have about forty ties. So so what type of designs do you like? Are, are, I mean, are are you a paisley kind of guy? Are you stripes? Yeah, pretty solid colors. So I am I on my neckties. I have often enjoyed the solid color. You know, I when I was in high school and even a little bit in college I was big into the solid and solid but like two different colors so yeah. maybe like a white tie with a dark um, shirt or whatever like that I think I've evolved from that both in my style and taste I think you know even 
like ties started to become like, oh, yeah, all right, now I'll wear a plain shirt with a, you know, not a fun tie, but but a, you know, with a pattern, yeah. maybe argyle yeah. or striped or whatever. So I'm open to all styles. I'm not really, I don't have a favorite. The bow ties are definitely a little bit more quirky. I'll, I'll wear, you know, a polka dot one or, you know, I have some like, um, my, my wedding tie, which I will wear sometimes though it is a little bit fancier is, is like a, um, a, I don't, what the, what's the word is it's almost like a bright pink tie. And then I have like some goofy ones like my cat one and, um, I have some other ones, but I definitely am more like goofier on the bow tie, Shocked. like slightly goofier there. And then the, the other ties, I, I do not buy goofy ties. Oh, really? Like I don't like them. I won't wear them. Hmm. Um, but I feel like there's a lightness, you know, if you if you do it in the right way, I think there's a lightness to wearing a bow tie. You know, it's traditional in many ways, but if you wear it in a casual setting, it can kind of pop uh, whatever you're wearing. Yeah. So yeah, I so I have one ba- uh, paisley, okay, bow tie or not bow tie necktie. Yep. And that's it. <clears throat> the rest are either solids or stripes. I would say I'm a little bit leaning towards the stripes. Mm. Than, than the straight up solids, you know. I like big stripes. I'm a big stripe guy. Yeah. Not not a not a little stripe guy. Okay. Yeah. I'll go big stripes and and traditionally a light pattern on the dress shirt. We didn't add this in, but I'm going to say it before I forget. Uh, you tie clip? Do you do tie clip? Um, so I'm actually a tie chain. I, oh, I've, I've wow. Gotten, yeah. So for a long time, I've been doing the tie chain because it's a conversation starter. Yes. Yeah, because nobody sees the tie chain. Yeah, it's very uh, rare. And I, you know, I'll I'll admit it on here. I think I only spent like ten bucks on it. Nice. And it's you know I just keep using it. Yeah. But everybody is like, oh man, the bling. Yeah. And because nobody sees it. Yeah. And it's- so I just continue to use it. Use the same one since I've. You know, since college, I think. Yeah, and it's it's always a conversation piece whenever I put on a tie. I, that's awesome. I'm glad that you brought that up. I I have not partook in the chain. I've seen not many people wear it. No, so, no. Um, I've the, seen it. You the know, bar t- the, I know what it looks like. Yeah. but but yeah, I, I'm more of a, a tie clip. But for the same reason you say that, like I like for the conversation piece when I do get dressed up, um, especially in my three piece. I'm definitely go I almost almost always go with the bow tie with the three piece and a pocket watch. Oh. And the pocket watch is my conversation piece. Yeah. And so when I pull that out, you know, and I don't need to look at it, <laughs> but I'll pull it out every once in a while and just be like, hmm, and just like put it back in my po- my uh coat pocket. It's that's my favorite. Does it actually tell time still? Oh yeah, yeah, it does. You it's not it, it's it is a mo- it is a modern pocket watch so it was made in the last 10 years yeah but it looks you know older not like ugly old sorry if you own a pocket watch but like you know a little bit more modern um and old mixed if that makes sense yeah but uh are are clip-ons acceptable at a certain point in a person's life (laughs) they are not acceptable and i don't know what the threshold is i want to say it's 10th grade if i had to put a age 10th grade like 10th grade 15. was okay that's like kind of what i was going to say i was going to say about 15 kind of like you wearing a tie and it's a clip on like you're a joke but 
Yeah. Before then, it's okay. You're learning. You're figuring out. I will say on the other side, like the clip-on, that's like a hard and fast rule for me. Um, I will I will never buy uh, one of those. But the pre-tied with a bow tie, um, which all you could argue is, is close to a clip-on, um, you know, those typically have like a little bit of a latch in the back uh, that you can't really tell. But they look genuine and you can't just pull it off like yeah. there's there's a little tight those i'm a little bit more understanding of i prefer to have a, a a real bow tie where you tie it yourself but if they have them in a design you know i'll get i'll get that um but for for ties you can't do a pre-tied tie unless it's a clip-on because then you're going to mess up the the knot and at least i guess you can but it's just not good for the tie yeah so no, that, that, that's yeah. my stance on that. Yeah, same. Okay. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not a bow tie guy, so I, I can't really comment on that. Yeah. But yeah, you're about tenth, tenth grade or fifteen years old or so. Yeah. You should learn how to tie a tie, or at least check out YouTube to tie yeah. a tie. Yeah. No, I agree. Do you have a favorite knot? Like, what's your go-to knot? Yeah. So for a long time, I was the half Windsor. Okay. But I, I, I knew I didn't like the half Windsor. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out how to tie the other knots. Yeah. And I would continually watch YouTube videos to try to tie the other knots uh-huh. and couldn't do it. <laughs> so I got frustrated. And so I would just end up going to the event with a half Windsor. Now I'm always in, you know, know how to tie a full Windsor. And that's my go to. Yeah not of choice okay for the next and the tie. full windsor is just a little bit it's more like, symmetrical okay oh interesting uh, yeah. i always felt like the full windsor was like bigger up top like than the the actual like above the knot or whatever but maybe i'm uh above the knot i'm gonna look at the, the pictures it, it of it fills out most collared shirts better than i think anything else like it kind of fills the whole f- whole I don't want to say whole frame, but in in a video term, it'd be filling the whole frame between the the collars. Got it. Yep, I see it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. I am more of a uh, half Windsor person, and that what you just described is pretty similar to my experience with it. I just have always done the half Windsor. I can you know do that with my eyes closed, but. Um, I've kind of been like, well, what's the point of tying a different type of tie? I guess, you know, there's different the 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 full Windsor is is the only one that I would really even consider consider. I know there's other styles, but it's like, what's the? It's not really that different. Oh man, I, I'm looking up some of these images, and I might have to try some of these just to. They kind of add a little flair to your tie. Yeah. Yeah. But but I just I just do the full Windsor because of the symmetry. Like the half Windsor, you can't find that symmetry. It's just kind of like I feel like it's just tied there. Oh wow! I don't know if you pulled up the same thing, but there's some crazy like the Eldridge. Did you see the Eldridge? No, I don't see the Eldridge. The cape, the capsule. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. But yeah, there's there's some really cool. I guess maybe I haven't done a a lot into the um, the uniqueness of some oh yeah the eldridge that yeah. one is wild yeah it, it's almost like a they can make them look a little floral yeah there's one that looks like a rose 
That is so cool. Yeah, I might have to try some of these with. Yeah, the rose knot. Yeah, it looks like you kind of have to do them with solid knot or solid, solid ties. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you've mentioned this because now I'm going to try to do one of these at some point. Yeah. For like a special occasion, because then it's like, it's definitely adds that flavor. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's doing these knots. No. When you go to an office party, nobody's going to these. Somebody's probably going to be like, "What is happening to your tie?" Yeah. Like, what's wrong with it? Yeah. But like, oh, this is the rose knot yeah. or the eldridge. Well, they might be asking what's wrong with us for talking for almost an hour on <laughs> the ties. So let's jump into our delusional thinking. You really are crazy. All right. So this may be a little bit of a flashback um, on this one, but um, but also, you know, a weird one. So, Brian, I want to know you got two options. Yeah. You can either wear a tie with literally every outfit you yeah, wear for yeah. the entirety of the rest of your life, or you have to always wear a puka shell necklace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to first ask you, did you nope. rock the puka shell? Nope. Oh, you didn't? No. I feel like you did, though. I totally <laughs> did. Yeah, you did. I totally did. Yeah. Um, but I'm shocked that you that you didn't. No. I don't know. There's something – there's like an island vibe to you that like maybe that, it's because you go to Hawaii all the time. That, that means but. that I would wear it? No. Because the people who <laughs> wore the puka shells were not the island. That's true. To style people. That's true. But maybe you wanted to be more of the island at that at a younger no, age. No. And then Okay. All right. So now we know you don't – you you never really wore it. Yeah. Never really or you actually never wore it? I have never it? worn it. Okay. Never owned one. Fair never – Yes, it never. Okay. Which makes this really hard. <laughs> Good. This is a really difficult one. Like, this is the first one where I'm like, can I choose neither? <laughs> you may not. Uh, I I I don't want to wear the puka shells. Okay. I, I just don't. <laughs> sure, but you want to wear a tie every day? I, I'm not. I See, that's the other struggle is like, okay – when I'm golfing, yep, and I'm wearing a collared shirt, yep, am I really gonna be wearing a collared sh- short sleeve collared shirt with a tie? Yeah, it would almost look better with the puka shells. <laughs> true, true. But I couldn't take myself seriously with the puka <laughs> shells. <laughs> it's it it's almost just like thinking out loud. The puka shells. Or it's it like makes you feel weird and like like you're stuck in a time period or you're like just super dated or I don't know what it is and you just feel weird for me. Yeah. Um but you could you could hide it in a lot of ways, but it still would feel like, you know, that. But yeah. then, you know, when it gets to athletics, that gets troublesome. You could yeah. wear a puka shell necklace when you're doing athletics and you know, be slightly hindered, but not really. The other one, a little different. Yeah, I, that's why I'm struggling so much. We're gonna play some volleyball I, tonight. You're gonna wear a tie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I I. This is such a hard one. <laughs> Who would have thought that of all the questions, this one is the one? Well, they're both terrible. Yeah. Well, I know that's what they should be. Either both terrible or both great. Yeah, and. I think I'm going to go with the puka shells. 
And the reason being, part of the reason that it makes us feel weird right now is because they're out of style. You are correct. And Very every, much so. Everything comes. They were maybe in style for like a couple months, <laughs> maybe a year. Uh, yeah, at least a year. But everything, everything that's out of style will come back into style. So for a brief period, I will be that's in style. That's your logic? The, you, the you, amount of sports that I play. Yes. Okay. The that's, tie would just be horrible. Yep. Yep. Going to Hawaii with a tie on now you could, would be horrible. You could go. Now, I'm not saying this is. This is actually probably even more ridiculous, but you could choose the tie. So you could choose a bow tie. You're still wearing a tie. Uh, I agree, and it's terrible. And if you have a short sleeve shirt on with a tie, you look awful. <laughs> that is that's true. You're going to get a tan line, too, on the, on the, the knot and the tie around your neck. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand your logic. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, not that I do a lot of sports, but, you know, when you you are are active and doing things, uh, a tie really hinders it, um, whereas a puka shell is just awkward. Like, th- there's, there's hindrance and awkwardness, and the awkwardness is in both. The hindrance, I think, is much more on the tie side. Yeah. And, but the, pr- um, you know, just to case or to shout out the the pros on the tie is that you could wear that like i come to to work and wear a tie and it's not like you know weird that i'm wearing a tie you know you come to work you are you know unless you're not fully buttoned up you're you're rocking that thing and it's awkward for more periods of your life yeah but i you could wear a tie over top of it you could wear a so you're saying you wear a tie coll- and collared a- shirt you could, but you'd still need to button it all the way up. Well, and then wear a tie. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm saying for the so, tie, that's fine. But for the puka shell, then you're now forcing yourself to do both of these actions most well, at days. work, though. But if you're saying that a positive about it would be you'd be comfortable in wearing it to work. Yes. I can counteract your puka shell at work being a bad thing by potentially by wearing also a wearing a tie. So well, you've chosen well, both options. I guess well, no, I don't. I'm not wearing for, a tie during the sports yeah. or the leisure because because you're gonna have to wear a tie going to bed. Yeah, and don't say you're. I haven't decided yet, but I'm just thinking. You know what? What makes the most sense for my life? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely I'm much more of a tie person right now. Um, but uh, I, I'm going the puka shell route. Um, I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna join you and. It just for what we laid out, it's just much easier for your regular life. Um, you you may be right that for a short period of time it will be in style again, <laughs> but it's not this, gonna last. Come on, Justin. It's not gonna last. I, it this podcast is gonna come back up in I'll say twenty five years. Twenty five. Wow. I think give give it give it less time than that. I think it, I think we got another. When were they popular? The the two thousands, early two thousands. Uh, so you know it's been twenty years already. I give it another five years before it pops up in a fashion trend. That, that uh, seems to be. It's, I think it's like there actually is 
data. So I don't know what it is. First became but... popular in the 1960s. Oh. So then it came. It, then it came back. Pook shows are back. Oh, thanks to the Visco girls, they're back right no. now. <laughs> no. Oh no. Wait, but that's Visco girls. They're not popular for boys, unless it's the e boys. Well, you know what? Visco girls making them popular means that. You can wear them as a boy. Sure, sure. It's, well, we're it's going popular and popular. You know, is all that matters. Brian, Justin, and the Visco girls. Um, you know, who would have thought that that's how we would? We're end probably a, gonna have to do a tight. podcast on Visco <laughs> oh, girls geez. because, or at least look them up. We or don't, don't have enough time to talk about Visco no, girls. It'd be in a this very sad uh, cultural yeah. Yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, you know. It, it's been uh, it's been a mundane episode that I didn't feel was very mundane, Brian. I enjoyed this episode. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: we don't matter. The listeners are the ones that well, matter. You know, we're the ones running the show here, though. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, but <laughs> they have to <laughs> click the listen That's button. That's true. And yeah. uh, otherwise, everything will. Like if a, if a tree falls in the forest, does it actually make a sound? If well, nobody clicks on the quest for one hundred. Do we actually we just need more guest episodes so that they listen to themselves? Yeah. <laughs> we'll sure. always have a third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in on this one. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, a, a brand new episode for you. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you're getting your fine podcasts. Uh, we're going to be there. And um, don't forget to, to send a like or a follow on uh, Twitter at the Quest for 100 on Facebook at Quest for 100 Podcast, or on Instagram at Quest for 100 Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Until next time on the Quest for 100. Quest for 100.